welcome back. I am fully aware that I look a little crazy right now. I'm fully aware of that. Today, I'm having a bad hair day because it is raining and disgusting outside. So naturally, our house just gets humid as fuck. I'm so glad that we're moving. Um, and also, my eyeliner wasn't cooperating. And the girls who know, know how fast that can get out of hand. And I wear waterproof eyeliner. So I just, I wasn't willing to take off my entire face to fix it. So we just went with it. But I don't hate it. I feel like this actually is pretty normal for me. Um, my friends who like know me know that I do crazy eye looks all the time. And I am frequently sporting crazy eyeliner and, you know, whenever I like it. I feel like it represents a different part of me, but I usually try to keep my face pretty neutral when I'm doing episodes. Um, however, this is what you get today. You got to deal with it. If you're new here, this is the Relax It's Not That Bad podcast. We talk about mental health, personal experiences, shit that really is that fucking bad, even though you've been convinced your entire life that it's not. Um, we find comfort in the uncomfortable. We talk about a lot of uncomfortable things. So if that is not your vibe or you are a child, please find a different podcast. If you are 18 or older and that is your vibe, welcome. Subscribe, follow, you know, um, wherever you're listening to this on or watch. Well, I mean, you can only watch it on YouTube unless I'm posting my little trailers, which I feel like y'all have a love-hate relationship with. I feel like so many times you guys are like, oh, I love these little videos. Um, but then I will get messages and be like, why did you leave it on a cliffhanger? I left it on a cliffhanger so that you would come watch my shit. That's why. Um, hello to all the new faces here. Um, I noticed that Spotify has been really up in the numbers and I want to say thank you. I'm so glad you're here. It makes me so excited. Um, there are a few new faces on YouTube as well. So hi, hello to you. I hope that you have enjoyed the past videos and I hope you enjoy being here. And to the people who are here because of TikTok, hi, hello, welcome. I think that covers everybody, you know. Um, I do apologize for not having a video up this past Friday. I got sick with what felt like the fucking plague. Side note, I don't actually know what we're going to talk about today. Um, I feel like we're just going to cover a whole bunch of different things. You know, we're going to, we're going to vibe it out. We're going to see what comes, you know? Anyways, I was sick. I was so sick that I had so much pressure built up in my head for like three days straight. I could barely open my eyes. So naturally I thought, okay, well, I probably... I'm having a sinus infection paired with a migraine, you know, I don't know. Um, and then it just kept getting worse to the point that my eyes were just watering nonstop all week long. My nose was like, I was stuffy and congested, but my nose just continuously kept running. And then my ears, ew, disgusting. I don't know if you get more wax buildup whenever you're sick. It was disgusting, okay? Ugh, I don't even want to think about it. And then after everything finally drained and the congestion or the the stuffed upness 
in my sinuses went away, right? And I was like finally feeling like I didn't want to bang my head against a brick wall anymore to just relieve some of that pressure. I got a disgusting cough, which I'm still trying to get over. I swear I don't know what it was that I was sick with. Not a fucking vibe. It is disgusting. I still feel like shit. And on top of all of that, my kids, I'm pretty sure my kids are the ones that got me sick, but they each had something. They were all sick for a matter of like 24 hours and then they were fine. And then my husband got whatever I had. He, it lasted two days for him and he's completely fucking fine now. So why I'm still sick, I don't fucking know but I'm over it. Um, however, I am going to work through it this video. If I'm hacking up along, I do apologize. However, I didn't want to miss another week of posting um, because <coughs> that's really bad um, on my end, you know, if I want to keep building this platform. Um, I love when you guys message me, right? I tell you guys that all the time. If you have anything that you want to talk about, my DMs are always open on every platform. However, I got a couple comments from some grumpy men and um, I just want to address those really quick. Firstly, I don't know how many times I have to say this. No, I do not actually hate men. I hate, or not all of them, at least, I hate the bad ones. So if you get offended by the things that I say about disgusting, toxic, inappropriate men, if you are finding yourself being offended by that, then chances are you probably fall into that category. Um, and that's probably why you're rage messaging me on Instagram. Um, because the men who are good men, um, right? They've never said anything to me. They don't find anything that I say offensive. And if you actually pay attention to the things that I'm saying and the stories that I'm talking about in my episodes where men and toxic masculinity is being brought up, you would have a better understanding. But again, if you are taking offense to things that you have heard me say about men on this podcast, chances are you fall into that category. Um, and at that point, there's nothing I can do personally to help you. It's kind of like a self-discovery thing. You, you have to help yourself, right? Um, I can give you some resources. You should probably see a therapist. And I'm going to leave it at that. I don't actually take any offense to these messages. I find it really funny. And if anything, you're just proving my point about how fucking insane some of you are. Um, one guy told me that he originally followed my stuff because he liked my looks, um, but me opening my mouth ruined it for him, which is fucking wild. The audacity, right? But as everyone who knows me knows, I'm fucking crazy. So I find it really fun to receive these messages. Um... And I hope your families are proud of the men that you are. That's fucking disgusting. Um, again, though, it's not, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I find it really funny that you have a problem with me opening my mouth. 
on a podcast. That's that's fucking wild. Um, however, you're still subscribed to everything, so welcome. I hope you're having a good day. Um, yeah. Anyways, moving on to other messages. Um, somebody had responded because at with in my last video, I had asked you guys what you wanted to see me talk about more. Somebody had messaged me and asked if I could speak about finding peace after going through like so much stuff and I'm so sorry to report to you that I don't have answers for that because I'm still not at peace myself which is really shitty you know it sounds really bad saying it out loud but I'm at peace not being at peace does that make sense I feel like regardless of what people say, there are just some people on this planet who do not deserve forgiveness. And ooh, I just think that the belief that you have to forgive people in order to move on is bullshit. I don't think you have to forgive people to move on. I think you can just move on and still be a hater. And although I try to spread love and light wherever I can, I am also very proudly a fucking hater. Yeah. We can see what the professionals... Yeah, you know what? Actually, let's do that. Let's see. Let's see what the professionals have to say about it. Um, and then we will go from there. I don't believe in the whole forgive and forget that... Well, okay. With some people, I do. However, if those people, like, really fucked up your life and caused you to have to go to therapy indefinitely, then I don't feel like they're worthy of... Oh, I just got a new subscriber. Hi. I don't know who you are, but welcome. Um, Yeah, I don't feel like they're deserving of your forgiveness, but let's let's see what um the professionals say... How to find peace let's see um, you can ease the stress of traumatic events by stepping back taking stock of your life and concentrating on what's important strengthen bonds with family friends and community reassess personal goals and come up with a plan to reach them volunteer and give a little more to charity. That's what WebMD says. And as we all know, WebMD is never wrong. Um, so yeah, that's the best advice I can give you. That's what WebMD says. And I don't have any personal advice because, okay, well, you know what? When it comes to friendships, I've had really fucked up traumatic friendships, okay? I told you all about Razorblade Girl, right? That's what I call her. Um, I can honestly tell you that, like, when I think back to those times, I get, like, just really anxious and overwhelmed. But I honestly forget she even exists unless I'm, like, intentionally thinking about it. If I'm thinking about, okay, let's let's go back to middle school days, early high school days, um, who really fucked me up you know I think about it 
But other than that, I honestly forget that she exists. And it's just not a problem for me. It's not something I have to deal with on a daily basis. And so if it's friendships, my advice would be to just block them, move on, try to forget that they fucking exist. I have a lot of old friends blocked on everything. And honestly, it really helps me um, forget that they exist really, truly. Um, I also don't hang out with people who hang out with people who don't fucking like me. And that was a big step I took a couple years ago. I had um, a couple friends. I won't name names, but I had a couple friends who were my friends, but they actually fucking hated me. And then I had um, other friends and family telling me, why are you friends with this girl? She doesn't like you. You know, she's the fucking villain. And I just couldn't see through it, you know, like I wanted to have, I wanted to hold on to these friendships for so long because it was one of those where it was like, okay, well, we knew each other growing up. People change, people go through different phases. You know, um, I've loved her through worst times in her life. Um, it's not that big of a deal. But when I finally took a step back, I realized like, oh my God, this girl actually hates me. And being a girl, if you've ever experienced that, you know that that shit fucking sucks, right? Whenever you find out that one of your friends is actually your biggest fucking hater. Um, so I have blocked a lot of people that I used to be friends with. I have some people still on my, all my social medias, um, that I used to be friends with that I'm no longer friends with, um, just because those didn't end in a bad way. And I don't feel like they deserve to be completely blocked, you know? Um, I do have a couple that I know just, like, hate watch my shit, but it gets me viewership, so can I complain? No, not really. Glad you're here, you know? Um, other than that, though, I, I mean, I told you guys in the last episode my relationship with my different sets of parents, um, and like I said, I'm okay I have peace with not being at peace with things. I'm okay with being a hater when it comes to certain situations. So if you are somebody who doesn't like to do that, if you're somebody who likes to have peace in everything and you you can't be okay with not forgiving somebody or hating somebody or whatever, I'm not the best person to speak to about that. I would probably honestly talk to a therapist and that's not me being like... (laughs) bitch, go see a therapist. But that is me telling you with like all my love and sincerity since you know what I'm saying. Um, with all my love that you should probably talk to a therapist about that because again, I'm not a professional and I'm okay with being a hater. So that's how I find peace through things is sometimes you just gotta fucking hate them and you gotta be okay with hating them. Um, and I'm very okay with hating a lot of people. I fucking hold grudges like nobody's business. And I'm okay with that. If you're not okay with that, I'm sorry. I, I really don't have advice for that. Um, another person had reached out asking how to go no contact 
with parents, how to stay no contact, how to know when to come out of that, um, you know, and try to rekindle a friendship or whatever. I don't know that there's like an exact way to go no contact with people, not just with your parents, but with literally anybody. But the way that I do it is I block them on everything, numbers included, texting included, social media. Um, if I receive anything in the mail, it's immediately returned to sender. Um, and I have gone no contact with a lot of people. I am currently no contact with my adopted or my biological dad. I'm no contact no contact with my adopted dad as well as my adopted mom. So I have some experience, you know, but really, truly, I just have them blocked on everything. Well, not my adopted dad. My, I don't have him blocked on my regular phone. Um, and that may just be me because me wanting to hold some faith that he is going to reach out to me at some point that's probably a dumb thing. I just definitely, I probably look like an idiot. That's all right. Um, I never told, I never told you guys that I didn't have daddy issues, but you know, I leave that line of communication open just in case. Um, but it's also because I do have an older adopted sister and a younger adopted sister. So if anything serious happens to them, um, I keep that line open just in the hopes that I would be notified. Um, but yeah, anyways, other than that, I have everybody blocked on everything and I used to have my biological mother blocked on everything until I started therapy and was able to work through my own stuff because when I, when I did go no contact with her, it wasn't it was a fair thing to do, but it was also not fair. You know, um, I went no contact with her at the same time that I went no contact with my biological dad. And I feel like it was because I was pregnant with my first child, my oldest son, and I was really panicking. I did not want anybody that I even considered the least bit unhealthy in my child's life. I cut everyone off. I like I was just really big on you will not do to my child what you have done to me and so I just cut her off I I cut her off you know and like I didn't reach back out to her until I had gone through therapy and felt comfortable enough to confront her with the issues that I had and my relationship with her really depended on how she handled my confrontation with her and she handled it with grace and the way that I believe all parents should, especially mothers, because girls need their dad, yes, but your mom is the first person that you turn to with everything. And I have my older sister, um... Everybody knows that she's like a mom to me and I am really grateful to her. She will always be my mother figure, um, but I also wanted to take the chance and see if it was worth it to rekindle a relationship with my biological mom and I'm so glad that I did. 
I really think that it was worth it. And there are still times where I will call her and I'm angry and I'm crying and it's just like things come up, you know, because I hold a lot of resentment for the fact that if she hadn't chosen the drugs over her kids, my sister would most likely still be alive, you know, so I do hold a little bit of blame on her for that. Um, but I'm able to have adult mature conversations with her about that. She always takes accountability. She always gives me the space that I need to be angry or sad or, you know, grieve or whatever. She gives me that space. She takes accountability. She never tries to push blame and she lets me take as long as I need. And then we move past it, you know? And so I feel like in every way of the word, she is a great mom for being able to do that um, and taking responsibility for where she went wrong and, you know, holding herself accountable. And now, I mean, she's been sober for years and my kids love their grandma, right? And like I said in the last episode, I'm also able to find that part of myself again, right? That isn't just Irish, Welsh, fucking Scottish, whatever, you know, um, German, everything from my dad's side. I'm able to tap into my heritage more and learn more about family traditions and stuff like that, especially, you know, on the native side. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to, um, not have to wonder about that half of me anymore and know that like I can embrace all of who I am and that I have a seat at tables that matter. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I just went no contact by blocking them on literally fucking everything. And the person who reached out to me, um, I know that they said it was with their parents and, you know, how do you know when you need to do this? Honestly, I feel like people try to hold on to relationships with their parents, um, way longer than they really need to. And I'm, I'm speaking of like toxic relationships. Like if you have a good relationship with your dad, congratulations. I'm jealous, but I'm happy for you. Um, if you have a relationship with your mom, good, you know, um, <coughs> it's just one of those things where sometimes your parents are your biggest bullies. And if your relationship with your parents are so bad, is so bad to the point that, you know, you're going home crying or you're just sitting there like, I never want to come back to this house. I never want to be around these people again whatever, if, if they are making you have huge emotions because of their behavior, the way that they're saying things to you or whatever, I would, I would strongly consider maybe taking a break from them, you know, and because I feel like a lot of parents of our generation need reality checks. Like it, they just, I feel like a lot of them need to understand that we're all adults now. So the games that they used to play when we were teenagers isn't going to work now, right? We're able to see through things because we have more life experience. 
And um, some parents just don't have that ability and they're not going to do anything about it until you take a step back and you say, oh, okay, so if that's how you want to act, you don't get access to me in my life. Um, Some parents just need that. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with going no contact. You know, a lot of people say, that's your mom. That's your dad. What are you going to do when they die? And like I told you all in the last episode, if you wait until your fucking deathbed to apologize to me, I don't give a fuck. I'm not forgiving you. Um, You had your entire life and you chose not to make an effort there. So I'm not going to go see one of my parents on their deathbed and like traumatize myself like that. You know, I have enough to cry about in therapy. I don't need to add that to the list. Um, There's nothing wrong with going no contact with your parents. And sometimes it's just necessary, you know, and as far as knowing how, like if it's been long enough or whatever, it really just comes down to, do you feel like they are making an active effort to better themselves and to change, you know, um, and not lying about it. Um, are they genuinely making these personal changes to be a better person and worthy of, and be worthy of being in your life? You know, um, again, I'm not a professional and therapy would be a really good place to talk all of this out. Um, again, that's not me being snotty and saying, bitch, go to therapy, but bitch, go, go to fucking therapy. You know, like so many people shit on therapy. Do you know, I look every Tuesday. Well, now it used to be mornings, but now it's afternoons, which has thrown me for a loop, but it's fine. Um, every Tuesday I look forward to going to therapy because Dr. S, she is the one, she, she's my girl. Okay. I can go in there with the craziest fucking mood swings and she's just like, let it out, girl. Like, I get it, you know? And like, she talks to me about anything that I want to talk about. It's just so helpful. And it's, it's so nice, right? Because I can go to my husband with things, but he also has his own plate of stress, right? And Yes, I I talk to him about things that are stressing me out and, you know, I share my big emotions with him and stuff like that. He's my husband and I'm fucking unmedicated with bipolar, okay? I lean on my husband. My husband leans on me. Let's not forget that, okay, for all the hateful fucking men out there. I'm not some fucking train wreck that my husband has to babysit. Um, I also show up for my husband the exact same way that he shows up for me. Okay. It's a two way fucking street. It's always been that way. Always will be that way. Okay. Um, but I really enjoy having that third party, right. That can see everything with an outsider's perspective and give me advice and stuff like that. And so, um, I, I mean, I will always suggest therapy to people because I think it's really helpful. And, you know, I think people have reactions to things, um, And they don't understand why they're having those reactions. They don't understand why they behave a certain way when, when they're confronted, they're confronted with certain situations and, you know, going to therapy can really uncover a lot of problems that you didn't know that you had that you can work on, fix, and just 
find ways to just be a better person overall, you know, whether it's for yourself or for people in your life, you know, um, people really hate on therapy. I don't understand it. I love therapy. I will always recommend it to people. So bitch, go to therapy, you know, sorry for the random cut. I just had the, the biggest cough attack ever. Um, but yeah, so again, I'm <coughs> not a professional and I don't always give the greatest advice. Even I myself know that, right? Um, so yeah, if, if you find that things that I do or suggest are helpful, then good, cool. I'm glad. Um, don't blame me if things don't work out the way you're expecting it to, right? I just share my own experiences and stuff like that. And speaking of sharing experiences, I, y'all know, right? I am a very avid reader. I am, I have my, um, Instagram, Cass Reads Books. I'm also on threads. Hit me up, you know, don't hit me up actually. You can follow, but like, don't message me. That's a little weird. Um, unless, you want to, I can always, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, um, you got to take care of my husband too. Sorry. Um, anyways, that was a fucking joke. Okay. I should cut that out. I'm probably not going to, but I probably should. Um, but I probably won't go. I, I won't, I won't do that. Um, sorry. My bad. It was a joke. It's a funny, you can laugh. Okay. Don't take it so fucking seriously. Um, like the people I'm about to talk about. Okay, so I posted a video on my personal TikTok. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, I posted a video on my personal TikTok and I kind of came for book talk a little bit because it is my personal belief that book talk has been just overrun by the dark romance girlies, which I don't know how many times I have to fucking say it. I too read dark romance. So why, like, I'm not telling you that you're all fucking sinners and, you know, you need to pray about what you're reading about. I don't, I don't care. I really don't care because I too read dark romance. Okay. Um, I try to keep it on the DL, but I, at this point I don't actually give a fuck. I mean, people do what they want to do. Right. I, I also read dark romance. So I, I was not intentionally trying to offend the dark romance girls. Right. Um, but I was trying to make a point that book talk originally was just supposed to be all inclusive. It wasn't just supposed to be nothing, but, Oh, how do I say this lightly? Um, there is a very specific demographic of pages that are the top pages to follow as well as the top authors that people are recommending and I had pointed out that I thought book talk was intended to be all-inclusive inclusive of all genres not just dark romance or romanticy or just romance in general but you know also well I mean we see a lot of fantasy but you know, I was, I was pointing out how I wanted to see more poetry and more sci-fi and more horrors and, you know, stuff like that. And how I wanted to see a more diverse collection of recommended authors because first of all, 
No, and everybody kept saying, well, you can search anything. Who goes to TikTok to search anything? If you do that, what? I mean, I'm not judging, but that's what fucking Google's for. I never once have gone on to TikTok and searched for something. That is, unless it's like a, a user, you know? Other than, like, that is the weirdest thing to me. I don't, I don't use the search bar on fucking TikTok. So, no. I also, people kept saying, oh, well, it depends on your, you, you control your own algorithm. You can, no the fuck I don't. You want to know how I know that? Because I get random fucking videos, like, random fucking videos. I'll be watching a video, um, of some guy hiking through a fucking forest and then out of nowhere it's like naked women dancing around in a circle and I'm sitting there I'm like okay or I don't know if their parody counts or if they're actually doing these things because they enjoy them but I get really weird videos of people like eating food in really weird ways or they're singing terribly um, or just like really cringy content that has me sitting there thinking to myself, what the fuck did I like or comment on that put this on my for you page? Um, so I am very much am not in control of my algorithm. I know a lot of people struggle with that on TikTok, especially because they've like when they did the big US switch, right? A lot of people don't have control over their for you page right? So when I come across small creators, small reviewers, um, and by small, I mean like people that have less than 100k, those are the people that I genuinely or or generally follow um, and engage with because I feel like overall, they are more honest with their reviews. And that that was something that I had also pointed out was I feel like these bigger creators all review the exact same book, which is fine. However, they all have the exact same um, review points and then their demographic is all the same and they're constantly recommending the exact same authors. Do you know how sick and fucking tired I am of hearing about Colleen Hoover, fucking Rebecca Yaros, SJM? I am so sick of people recommending their freaking books and being so far up these people's buttholes, I'm over it. I'm so sick of it. I thought about reading the Throne of Glass series until some shit came out that SJM is actually a really terrible fucking person. So now I will probably never read those books unless they're, you know, bought secondhand because I don't want money going into this woman's pockets. Um, outside of that, though, why are we not... Like, there was, there was somebody... There was a trend that was going around where people saying that you need to intentionally diversify your reading. And I agree with that. God, another awkward cut. I am so sorry. I just cannot control my coughing today. Um, I truly believe that you cannot understand good writing if you are only reading one author's books, only, even when it comes to genres, only reading one book genre only reading books from one demographic of authors, I think intentionally 
diversifying your reading not only helps the indie authors, not only helps um, authors that happen to be part of the BIPOC community, but it also shows you different writing styles and it shows you, you know, that there can be really good books outside of this one genre that you're sticking to, which is why a lot of people, you know, they dabble in the dark romance and stuff like that because you get the cringy like Wattpad shit, right? Wattpad, I don't know how you fucking say it. Um, it's cringe as fuck, right? Because most of the time it's amateur writers writing fanfic, whatever, cool. Um, I'm not hating on it. I just find the majority of things on there cringe. Um, or at least I used to, I haven't read anything on there in years. Okay. Um, but I used to find it super cringy. And so when I first discovered dark romance, I was like, mm, I, I, I don't think I want to go deeper into this genre because what I have seen in the past has been super cringe. And then I was introduced to Chantel Tessier. And boy, let me tell you, okay, um, she is the author of The Ritual, The Sinner, The Sacrifice, and Carnage. Love those. I actually wasn't a big fan of Carnage, you know? Um, but maybe it's just because I have broadened my horizons when it comes to my reading. So, you know, I was expecting a little bit more relationship building and, um... I just wasn't getting that, you know? Um, I do think that she has fantastic, incredible, amazing books, you know? Um, another author that I really love is Kelly Cove. She is incredible. I love her work. She has written The Hidden of Vrocaria. I believe it's going to be a trilogy. I'm still waiting on the third book. It says it's going to be released September of 2024. Um, but she said on her Instagram that... She's working towards a much sooner date, so I'm so fucking excited about that. Um, <coughs> I have also been reading reading the Bonded by Thorns series, um, Beasts of the Briars, Briar, Briars, Beasts of something. Um, great series. I am on book three currently. I think I'm just in a reading slump. I don't think it's because the book is bad itself. I think I've just, I read six books, six or seven books in January. And I feel like because I just like jumped into it, um, February has just been a really slow month for me. I've also been incredibly busy because as y'all know, I homeschool. So that takes up a lot of my time and we're moving. We are actually moving. By the time y'all watch this or listen to this, we will be actively moving or moving slash moved into our house. Um, y'all usually watch slash or y'all get these episodes a week after I film them. So yeah, we, we will be in the process of moving slash moved in to our new house. I'm really freaking excited about that, but it has made me so busy. I'm scrambling because with a lot of military housing, you, you are on a wait list, right? Um, but because of my husband and his like rank and stuff like that, um, we didn't have that long of a wait. We had 
a week, which I was not prepared for. I, I was like, okay, we have 45 days to, um, you know, get things in order and stuff like that. And then they reached back out and were like, um, actually this is your move-in date. And we were like, oh, this, like, this is your housing assignment. This is your move-in date. And I was fucking floored, but it's in the same neighborhood as one of my friends and the kids now have a park right across the street I'm so excited like a little playground um there's walking trails everything like I love my neighborhood it's an it's an older neighborhood so there's a lot of older families um however like I said like we've outgrown this house and it's just gotten to be too much um and so we're moving into a bigger house and we're going to be able to save a lot of money and I'm going to be close to my friend and my kids get to have lots of fun, you know, at, at, at the park where we don't have to drive 20 freaking minutes. Um, right. They can just walk out of their house and it's right there. I'm so excited. Um, anyways, but yeah. And so I have been in kind of a reading slump this month. I've also been working on a crochet project. I know this episode is all over the place, right? Because even I'm sitting here thinking like, girl, what the fuck? Like, get it together. I can't. My brain is freaking jumbled right now. Um, But I am working on a crochet project. I'm super excited about it. It's, it's like my first big crochet project y'all all saw the journey on instagram of the puff quilt that i made for my sister for christmas she absolutely loved it selfishly i wanted to keep it for myself my mother-in-law asked me to make her one and i told her it would probably be a million years because that fucking blanket took me forever but if i have the ability to i'll probably make her one for christmas i don't know but um yeah i haven't gotten a lot of reading done this month and I've been super fucking busy. I don't have a single thing packed. So immediately after filming this, I am going to go organize everything that we're going to do for the yard sale and then probably pack a couple boxes. Even though we're only moving 10 minutes away, I feel like I still have to box some stuff because I don't know. I've never moved with just like, okay, that's a lie. When I was younger um and moved out of my dad's house I my adopted dad's house I didn't box anything I just stuffed shit in duffel bags and dipped the fuck out you know um so but that was the last time that I didn't like box something up so it's so weird it's so weird to think about the majority of our stuff is gonna move without being boxed up I don't know it's just fucking weird I don't know but I have to go through all of our shit because I don't want to take things that we don't need because we still have boxes in our in our garage from when we bought this house and moved here that are still out there and it will be almost two years that we're coming up on. So at this point, you know, it's kind of in my mind like we don't actually need it, you know. Um, so I'm going to go through different boxes, um, get rid of the majority of the stuff that's in those boxes because if we haven't needed them for the past two years, then that's that. Um, so yeah. Anyways, back to what I was saying, I had made a video about my thoughts around book talk and oh my God, the SJM stands fucking came for me. And so many people were like, oh, it's, you control your algorithm and stuff like that. And I'm just, I was really annoyed, you know? Um, 
and I was getting a lot of really unkind comments and yeah it was not a blasty blast time I was actually really anxious and I was like holy fucking shit what the fuck did I say that was so wrong but honestly I think it's because I said that um I think that people can find better authors than SJM or Rebecca Yaros and that not everything you read has to be a trend because I think some of the best books that I've ever read are books that did not come from TikTok recommendations. I get most of my book read recommendations from Instagram, personal friends, threads, you know, um, because I read more than just dark romance and it's hard to find book recommendations that aren't dark romance or at the bare minimum fantasy, which I love a good fantasy book. Fantasy is definitely one of my favorite genres. But like I said, I also love poetry. I'm a big, big fan of poetry. And I also love horror and spooky, scary books. And um, those aren't really big things in the book talk community, you know. And I noticed, oops, I noticed that the people who had issues, I noticed that the people who had issues with what I was saying all fell into a certain demographic of people and I think that's really telling but there were a lot of SJM fans that came from my fucking throat um and I had to delete their comments and I do that unapologetically I will delete a fucking comment you know why because it's my page I don't have to look at something if I don't fucking want to um I don't have to pay anybody the time of day if I don't want to um so yeah you know I like I said, I believe in love and light and sharing that whenever you can, but I am also a proud hater. And so rest assured that I handled things off of my public platform, you know, um, if you can call it that, just my public page, I guess I would say. Um, I handled everything outside of that, but... I feel like the biggest lesson I learned through all of that was that one, um, the girlies will come for you if you disagree with them in the slightest, especially on book talk. Two, you cannot force anybody to change their viewpoint on anything. You cannot convince anybody to do anything, which is, I mean, at, at, in the end of, at the end of the day, it's a good thing. You can't convince anybody to change their mind or change their viewpoint on fucking anything unless they themselves want to, right? I used to be somebody that never paid attention to authors or and like what they did with their lives and stuff like that. I didn't really think that it mattered. But then when you sit there and think about the fact that these people make money off of the same people that they're hating on, it's just really weird, you know? Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember everything that was said about Sarah Jamas, and I have friends who are obsessed with her and her books and her work and stuff like that, and that's, like, cool for you. You know, I'm not going to hate on you for doing that. I'm just, me personally, I'm not going to read her books, you know? Um, 
And I feel like there are a lot of other genres out there that deserve recognition and a lot of authors out there that are a part of the BIPOC community that deserve recognition. And that's all that I was fucking saying. And people still fucking came for me. So anyways, if you're not a part of the book reading world, I apologize for that long rant. Outside of that, I did want to tell you guys that... I have a lot of topics planned that I will be talking about here on the pod, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, here's the thing. I asked for recommendations a couple episodes ago. I got recommendations and I still have the ones that were DM'd directly to me, but I don't know how to get back. The ones that I asked for on my Instagram stories. So, if you had a recommendation, oh my god, I'm going to have to edit this video so freaking much because of all my freaking coughing fits. Um, But if you were one of the people who put a recommendation in through the box that I had on my stories, can you please, pretty please, maybe damn it to me. Um, because I'm not going to scroll back through like my archives to try to find it. Um, that's a lot of freaking work and I just don't have the time to do that. Um, outside of that, y'all seem to really enjoy the book that I recommended to you, the poetry book. Um, I'm really glad that y'all enjoyed it. I thought it's not your, because it's, it's so classically written that I didn't actually think You know, people would be into it, but I'm glad that people were into it. I don't currently have another book recommendation for you because I am reading a dark romance book and I know that that is not everybody's cup of tea and I get that. Um, If you do want to know what I'm reading, it is Forged by Malice. It is book three. Um, So there are, you you do have, it's not a standalone. You do have to read the first two books in order to get to this one. Um, But I'm always taking book recommendations, adding to my tea. TBR. Um, it's really shitty because I have a Kindle TBR with like over 250 books and then I have a physical TBR which only has about I think it's three or four books I gotta get through. It's fine. I have enough time in the world. It'll be fine, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm always taking book recommendations. Sometimes I let books like skip the line if I find them to be like more enticing to read. You know, recently I saw a book recommendation by a smaller creator um, on TikTok. It, he was talking about this book. And, okay, let me tell you something. I like sci-fi. I'm just, I, I don't read a whole lot of it, though, you know? And so when he first started talking about this book, I was like, what the fuck? I've never read an alien book in my life. Okay, but this guy sold me on it and it actually is on my TBR now. Um, He said it's a book about aliens that exist in the human dream world. And then he said a whole bunch of other stuff, but that line alone sold me. Okay, Um, so yeah, I've got it on my TBR. If I can. Well, no, I don't know. Go look it up. You know, I don't I just don't have the energy to try to track it down right now and. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll put the book in the description, but it's not going to be my personal recommendation because I haven't read it yet. Okay. 
Um, but outside of that, I do want to, again, say welcome to all the new faces here. I'm so excited that you're here. And I think we're just going to end it at that. I know this episode was kind of just like all over the place, but you guys continuously get little glimpses of how my brain works and you don't complain about it. A lot of you actually really love it and I'm glad that you love it because I feel like for so long I've just hated how my brain functions and how I am constantly trying to slow myself down, right, so that I make sense. But so far, like I said, you guys don't really have any complaints except for the one guy who told me that I was good to look at. But the second I opened my mouth, I ruined everything. Again, that is so fucking wild to me. And of course, he's in like his geriatric age of mid-40s. Um, I I don't hate men in their mid-40s before anybody comes for my throat about that. I don't care how old you are, but this guy was balding. And so no hate to bald men, you know, shout out John Elliott. Um, which speaking of John Elliott, you like this cropped hoodie? Yeah, I know. I wear it all the time. A lot. You can go shop the link. It's linked in my description box and you are directly supporting a small business, Butt Devils, www.buttdevils.com. Directly supporting a small business, and you can look cute while doing it. They also have men's options, okay? It's mostly a man's store, right? Um, go shop it. Hashtag go airborne. Um, just kidding. I'm not one of those. Um, anyways, yeah, go, go shop his stuff, okay? Um, don't be a hater. Or be a hater, actually, because it, it bumps up my engagement. So you can be a hater if you want to. Um, just know that I'm really good at being on back. And I'm telling you right fucking now, there is only so long that I can keep messages that I get hidden, right? Because I still have that little piece of me that's like, I want to be a decent human being and not expose these people. I'm going to tell you right now, starting today, if I get one disgusting message from fucking anybody, I am blasting your ass everywhere. I will put a picture of you up right here in the following video. I will have your face sitting right fucking there with all your usernames for the entire fucking video so that everyone can see what you look like. I'll, I'll even post the hate that you're messaging me, okay? And again, that's so wild because I'm not a big page. I am not a big account. That is wild to me. What, like, do you know that there, I'm not saying that you should go hate on other creators, but there are much bigger creators that are so fucking problematic that you could be going and hating on? Go to Austin McBroom. Are you, uh, go hate on him, okay? Well, what have I done? I You're upset with me because I'm talking about uncomfortable topics. I make a disclaimer during every single fucking video that I talk about uncomfortable things. So why are you fucking shocked? Why, why are you so surprised? Why did you come to my channel just, just to look at me? That's so fucking weird, dude. So fucking weird. And it's the audacity to tell somebody, oh, 
I subscribe to you because you're you're easy on the eyes. But when you open your mouth, you ruin everything. A moment of fucking silence for the audacity. You know? So weird to me. Um, I'm sorry that you're balding. Um, and I'm sorry that I opened my mouth. Jeez. Next time, I'll just record myself for an hour sitting here completely fucking silent. And, you know, we'll just, we'll rock with it. We'll see how it goes. I'm kidding. I'm not going to fucking do that. Um, but yeah, don't be a fucking hater unless you want everything posted publicly because I'm over it. I am so fucking over it. And again, I don't know why I get these messages. Maybe it's just because I I don't have a lot of messages. So when I get these rude things, it's easy for me to notice them, right? Because it's like one out of like five or six. Okay, cool. But also, I'm still new here. Okay, I'm still a YouTube baby, so maybe, like, leave me the fuck alone. Because I didn't do anything. I'm I'm not, like, actively offending people. And if you are offended, then that's, like, a that is something that you need to personally reflect on. Okay, that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. I can't do anything to fix that because the thing is, is that I never name drop. Ever. I never do that. And it's so wild. That I get messages like this because it's like you're tattling on yourself. You're showing you're showing your true colors. Because how are you gonna sit here and act like I spoke about you personally when I never mentioned a name? If you are getting offended, whether you're a female I used to be friends with, or a random ass balding man in his 40s on the internet. That is a personal problem. If you feel like what I'm saying is a direct jab at you, then the shoe fucking fits. You need to prance around in that bitch, okay? That's not a me problem. That's a you problem. If you are taking offense to a a generalized statement that I make, or if I talk about an experience that I've had and you're like, oh my God, she's talking about me and you take offense to that, maybe you shouldn't have been a piece of shit because- Again, I don't I I don't name drop, so I don't give anybody a reason to reach out to me and tell on themselves. I can start name dropping if you'd like, but a lot of you aren't going to like that. Right? Because I keep receipts to everything. So maybe just start being a better person. Stop hating on people for no fucking reason, and I'm telling you the next one that I get, I'm going to publicly blast everywhere. Everywhere. I'll even put you in my thumbnail. Okay, I'm over it. I'm so fucking over it. There are people like fucking Austin McBroom that exists. There are people that it's doing like way worse shit than I am. There's people like um, who is it? The Blonde Brothers. Didn't one of them record like a a sewer slide incident in the forest somewhere? I can't remember the names. I could have sworn that happened. Isn't he still fucking problematic? Let's not even forget about Andrew Tate. Don't even get me started on that man, okay? There are problematic people out here that are actually deserving of some of that bitterness. Um, And I know, I know some people are going to be upset that nobody deserves. You know, I feel like we, I feel like some people 
again, I don't know how to put this nicely. You can tell when somebody's never been hit in the fucking face before. And I feel like we need to bring back hitting people in the fucking face. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Um, but my point is, is that I'm just over here in my own little bubble with my own people just vibing. If you don't want to be here, don't fucking be here. Nobody's forcing you to fucking be here. But to the people who are here, hi, I love you. And I'm glad that you're here. February is going really good for me. I hope it's going really good for you. And yeah, now I'm, I think this is actually where we're going to end it. As always, if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. You can hit the little notification thing so you get notified every time I post a new video. If you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you are following drop a review on Spotify if you'd like. Let me know how you like it. I love feedback. If you want to recommend something for me to speak about, message me, um, email me. Don't call me because I don't answer my phone. And just, yeah, let me know. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and I am part of the listener support thing, you know, going on with Spotify. No pressure though. No obligation. It's fine. You know, just follow along. That's all I ask. Um, but yeah, I hope that this upcoming week is really good for you guys. I hope this past week was really good for you guys. I hope you get the monies. I hope you get everything that you wished for, for this upcoming week. I hope it all comes true. I will see you next Friday. Stay cool.